Welcome back to Life After High School, everybody. My name is Glenn Younger-Gorse, and each week I look to bring you an impactful guest, message, story, and lesson to help you reach your wildest goals. Thank you for hanging out with me today, and let the show begin. It's the Life After High School podcast. Awesome. So, Michael, brother, my dude, welcome to the show. I'm super stoked you're uh, lending me some of your time today, and you're going to share your story. So, thank you very much coming from your lively colorful and uh, very impressive and i'm a little jealous like your studio i love your setup so thank you very much thank you very much um you're very welcome and um yeah man take us through kind of before we get into it like your journey starting from kind of post-secondary in that kind of time frame start us from there bring us all the way to where we are now and then we can kind of go back full uh full circle yeah man i'm just gonna talk and speak about my shit and if you if you if you want to interject and ask questions because if i leave if, if, if i leave stuff in between you might get confused just smack me in the face and and ask questions Perfect. i don't i don't mind Perfect. uh yeah so so post-secondary man like fuck i I feel, I feel like i'm so old now that i don't even know what happened post-secondary um yeah i guess like in high school i I kind of was like the chubby kid who turned somewhat athletic. Nice. And in my, like, I was more athletic in grade nine into grade 10, but then by like grade 11, 12, I got into uh, uh, a kinesiology course that was offered at my high school. So I took that and I was like, oh, this is pretty dope. Like we learned just basic kinesiology stuff. I already enjoyed biology from, from grade 11 and grade 12. So I'm like, oh man, like let me apply to human kinetics at the University of Windsor because I hadn't like nothing else to do. I'm like, man, like I hate school, but you know, like at the time it's, that's what you do. You go to university yeah. or college. So I applied uh, to human kinetics, not really knowing if I cared about it or if I was even going to get in. Um, and I remember I needed, I think you need like an 82% average just to apply. And I had a 79% average going into that. No. So I'm like, fuck it, whatever, just apply. Yeah. I don't really care. And then I had some like, you know, like business of commerce things that I um, applied to. Anyways, needless to say, I got accepted to all three programs that I applied to. Let's go. So suck on that. Let's uh, go. So, I, so, so I chose human kinetics and it was a fucking sweet program, man. Like it was, um, cause I was always into sports, athletics. Yeah. Um, and then the biology science element of that was just something really cool. And I got, and I got to sort of, um, dabble in, um, in, 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 in training more so, um, on myself because, you know, I was working out for a couple of years already. And mm-hmm. I, I'm like, you know what, like, let, let me see if I can get a job at campus rec. So at the, at the university of Windsor campus rec, right where I was sort of doing my schooling, they had nice. like the track, they had the gym, all that stuff. So I got an interview, uh, with one of the managers there and actually got hired as a, um, I think it was called like event setup or something like that, where I was setting up for all the basketball games, all the football games. So I would literally drive around with go-karts, uh, not go-karts, um, golf carts, and like put like all the the cones and the flags and whatever needed to be yeah. done for the varsity games, which was yeah. a really sweet thing. Mm-hmm. And I did that for about a year. And then um, I saw a posting at the university gym uh, for a personal trainer. And it was a CampFit Pro at the time. So I took my CampFit Pro. I'm like, man, this would be a sweet job. I like working out. I'm already in human kinetics. Makes kind of sense. Yeah. Uh, ended up getting a job, uh, my certification that weekend, which was a joke. Then I got the job because I knew the manager at the campus rec. 
and the rest is history, right? Like I, I nice. pretty spent the, like three to four years at the university, just training gen pop and some of the varsity athletes. And it was just a fun time back then. Cause back then I almost wish I could go back and relive it just to see how it would feel compared to today. Cause yeah. there was no, there was no, there was no social media. YouTube was just coming out. So anything that I wanted to learn had to come from either books that were published or from like seminars. Oh, wow. So you had to like actively learn. You couldn't just listen to a video or watch a video. Wow. No. And like YouTube was just coming out and Facebook was like brand new as well. Right. So it didn't really have that same thing that it has right now. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, and I, was, and I was writing my programs on this like cardstock that had like exercise sets reps. Like it, it was like, Jeez, it was like rudimentary, like rudimentary, but kind of cool at the same time. Yeah. No kidding. That sounds, yeah, that does. That sounds really interesting. I like that you kind of built up those skills for a few years and everybody yeah. I find I talk to when it comes to anybody who starts and we'll get to like kind of how the business and how that kind of got started in a second. But I yep. found anybody who's made anything, whether it be in fitness or any other industry, especially always has those like secret, like they didn't just go, Oh, one day. Oh yeah. You know, I've done this for a year and I think I can start a business and it turns out to do well. It's like, no, they have like, handful of years like they've experienced they've been working out or they've done this they've done this so i always like hearing that little bit of like secret oh yeah so i've done this for five years by the way as a job and now it's like oh well we thought you just picked it up right because of like what you're saying you're like social media only really took off in the last handful of years so seeing what everybody's done is like you don't actually get to see the beginning stages so we see all these overnight people turn into something you're like oh they're doing all this stuff it's like yeah but what about those thousands of hours that they put in? Like, where are those? We don't see those, right? No. So it's cool to hear that you did that for like five years. Four, a five good years. example. Well, a good example of that is my buddy Tyler Ray, uh, Project Pure Athlete. I'm not sure if you know Project Pure Athlete, but he's one of the world leaders in jump training. And he was he was doing like so, and he, he's pretty big online now. But he was doing um, like so. He, he was a professional dunker. He went through the varsity at University of uh, of Windsor track and field and um like he was a really good athlete started dunking anyway so like he was doing like 10 15 years of personal training his own training before he blew up online in the last like five years so mm -hmm. like people don't blow up overnight that that quickly it it takes yeah. years before they develop any type of following or skill mm -hmm. to do that yeah no kidding and I like that a lot. And what I what I want to know, though, is like, take me through kind of at the end of the few four years, like it was after your degree, when did you decide, okay, I'm going to open up something or how did that transition kind of fall into yeah. place? Like, take me through that. Yeah, so I was um, uh, 2008 is when I graduated. And I was like, man, like, do I do I take time to like, like do I go into like exercise physiology and do a master's in that because I actually loved uh, exercise fizz. It, it was, it was awesome. I'm like, do I get a master's in that and see where that takes me? Mm -hmm. Or do I continue being a personal trainer? And I, I wasn't a big fan of school to begin with. So I'm like, ah, I don't really want to go another two years of school. Yeah. And at that time that I graduated, uh, there was this brand new health club that was opening up, uh, like that, that September. So it was like, I graduated in April and September, this new gym was opening up. And it was like supposed to be like the best of the best, very like, um, uh, like large scale health club. Like, because back to 2009, there weren't that much here other than like a good life. 
So uh, I got the job there as one of their trainers and like they promised me a lot of stuff. Like it, it was supposed to be like a really good salary and, and all that stuff. But then I ended up being there for three years after I graduated from, uh, from 2009 to 2012. And like, it was okay. It wasn't my vibe. It was kind of more of like a ritzy posh type. Mm-hmm. Um, clientele was good. Like, I met some great clients there that I still have today. No kidding. Nice. But it was, yeah, it's been it's been sick, and I met some great relationships through that. But um, it, it just wasn't my vibe, and I wasn't really getting along with uh, like the owners, and I had my own thoughts and opinions about fitness at the time. So uh, I remember making a decision, saying like, I'm not making that much money here. I I'm not really getting fed any clients. I got to do my own marketing anyways. Like, why don't I just open up my own spot? And I always had the idea in my mind to have my own spot eventually. Even when I was working at the university, I was like. Oh man, it'd be so dope to have my own training facility. Yeah. So I did a business plan back in 2011, spent a year with my mentor going through the business plan. And then like the rest is history. I opened up uh, my first location, which was like a 1400 square foot facility um, called Sweat Personalized Training Solutions. And it was a small little kind of boutique studio that did one-on-one private training and small group training. Um, Nice. And then I did that for about uh, three years. And then I'm like, Hey, I, I need a bigger spot. And, I, and at the time I was a big, like DeFranco. Fan. I'm still a big Joe DeFranco fan, but back then it was like, you need the warehouse, right? Like you need that yeah, type of vibe. Man. Yeah. But I ended up getting in 2014, ended up moving into a uh, 5,000 square foot warehouse, which was fucking sweet, man. I had all the squat racks. I had the turf. It was, it was a really Let's good go. vibe in there. Uh, and, and, I, and, I, and I built a pretty successful uh, local training facility that catered to like Gen Pop. I had, uh, I, you know, at our peak, we had like three full-time staff, including me, that were coaches. We had, you know, over 120 members. Like it was, it, it was a well-oiled machine. It was doing well. But then like business is tough, right? Like I was inexperienced with business. Uh, mm. I, I like, you know, like my leadership skills weren't there. I was developing, I was developing them as I was going. So it was just like a, a lot to manage because we were growing really fast. Yeah. So I had like one trainer quit on me. Uh, I had to fire another trainer. So I ended up taking all the responsibility of all the coaching again. So I was doing 40 hours of coaching, you know? And so like, it just became a big, a big operation for myself. And then I, I'm giving you the Coles Notes version. And then from yeah. that, I, and then in 2019, just before the pandemic, I ended up moving to a new location, which I'm not sure if you knew my, I don't know if you were following me, but like I gave it up. I, I let go of it about two, three months ago. I got rid of it. Um, but I had a really cool, like 2000 square foot facility with all the graffiti. And it was a cool little training facility, but the pandemic kind of fucked that shit up. So I, I, I let yeah. that go a couple of years ago and I've transitioned to the online. So like I went from having uh, a local facility business called Sweat Fitness and Performance to then branching off and rebranding uh, last year into Common to what mm-hmm. you know right now. So yeah. a bit of like a long history. Interesting. Yeah, there, there's a big, and like and that was a Coles Notes version of what I did. There was so mm-hmm. much in between that that almost seems like one big blur. Dude, one what? Um, wow, that's a lot. That sounds like. Um, what I'm curious to know um, from that time, take me through that rebranding. Like what made you decide, like, w- was it, like you said, like the COVID, the way that kind of impacted, was that like, okay, maybe having crazy space isn't the best way to do this. How are better, like, how did you decide to kind of shift more of a focus to online and rebrand? Like take me through the steps to kind of why 
that process yeah, came about? The why was really personal for me in the sense that like I had enough of what I had built in the sense that like I was known as the sweat guy here in my town and like my identity yes. was the sweat guy and I, I had the gym and that's just who I was. And when I chose that name, dude, I was like 25 when I opened up the gym. Yeah. I didn't really have any meaning to me. I didn't really have any, it was just like, it was just a really cool sounding word that you would say, Oh, sweat. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's kind of brandable, right? Yeah. It's catchy. So I didn't really have much meaning. And I always had this idea in my mind that I still can't really pinpoint what this idea is, but I see it out here and I try to, I try to, um, like conceptualize it. And I, I try to showcase it through what yeah. common is right now. And I still can't do a good job of that. But so I had this really idea, but, but I had to fit this norm of like, Hey, you do group fitness, you have gen pop. Yeah. You can make your brand a little bit edgy and cool and whatever, but you still have to follow what the market really wants, which is like the high intensity slash CrossFit slash strength conditioning slash whatever class you want to call that. And it just got kind of like, it wasn't what I wanted as a fitness brand. And so when the pandemic hit, I'm like, man, like this is a really good opportunity for me to actually do something that that I really want with my business, Mm -hmm. which is more to create like a global brand. And I always had this, and maybe this is just me being uh, one-tenth of what Kanye West is. Kanye has his big ego, right? So it's like, you know, he he wants to change the world. So I I maybe have like one-tenth of his ego where it's like, man, like I I believe that I can do something really big here. Oh, for sure. If these motherfuckers, I can swear, right? Yeah, do your thing. Fuck, it's your episode. If, if, if these motherfuckers can build a big brand, like what? Like why yeah. can't I? Like it's just it's that's that's how I kind of am. So, um, I mean, it, seriously, it part- yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Right? Like, right? But, so it was partly being kind of bored of what I was doing, kind of like the status quo of this business, um, and then I also kind of went through a breakup right during the pandemic um, with my ex that I thought I was going to settle with, and I say settle because that's what I that's what I did. And I, I decided to be like, man, like my life isn't going where I thought it was going. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Looking back, yeah. let me just fucking like change everything completely. Let me just, you know, and I always wanted a fresh take on, on my business, right? I, I never worked with a brand agency. I always did all my branding myself. So either like the name, the logos, I did it myself. And what, one thing that I had a tough time with was, taking the concept, the concept of what I had in my brain yeah. and put it onto words. So I spent pretty much six months prior to launching common with a brand agency from Toronto. Um, and we had like weekly meetings and they like took everything that was in my brain and they came out with common and they helped That's me insane. unleash common. And it was the best thing I ever, cause it was almost cathartic for me because I kind of went through my own journey through the brand strategy and all that stuff. So it was just a really cool way to express myself through it. And, uh, and so it was, it was more of just like, Hey, what kind of life do I want to, do I want to live? Do I want to mm-hmm. live the working 40 hours a week of coaching on top of my business and then being a facility manager and, and owning a, a brick and mortar? Or do I now want to, uh, take the rest of my life and, uh, build something iconic and, and live my life the way I really want, which is to experience things and to make memories and to share with people that I love. Mm-hmm. And common is going to be my, like, as I grow common, I grow myself. It's almost like an extension of who I am. And it's, 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 it's like 
every time I level up, common levels up. Every time common levels up, I level up. And it's just like right. it grows it together, rise together. And so I'm hoping one day that I can achieve my highest goal, which is I don't know what it is yet, but it's almost like it's a what's the vision? Sorry, because I find with like with singular goals, I find they're very, very tough to conceptualize for people. Yeah. And even for myself, I almost don't I have daily goals. And I think daily goals are created with habits. And I think I just put it I go, what do I want to do? Okay, let's make that vague. And then let's or very specific. And let's go. All right, attack it every day. If there's something I'm doing, like it could be whether it be the show and whatnot, or like with jujitsu, but or work or whatever, but it's going each day. It's like, okay, well, have I done something to help common today? Yes. Have I done something to help me? Yes. Is that each going to contrast with each other and it's going to blend well yes even better okay done now where do you see the vision of it like where would you like to see um like the vision like the 10 years let's yeah, say so, that. Like, so the, the, the the end goal is to impact everybody in this fucking world to live life to the fullest we're all about finding your meaningful pursuit in life mm -hmm. i just want people to wake the fuck up figure out what it is that they want their life to be and chase it. And it's a very vague, it's a very vague statement, yeah. but through my rebel series programming, I make people feel good about themselves intrinsically mm -hmm. through my streetwear brand. I want them to wear my shit because they're, it's going to make them look really cool. And when they mm -hmm. look, when they look really cool, they feel really cool. When they, when you feel cool, you want to do some badass fucking gangster shit. So it's That's like, it. I'm, I'm, I'm literally doing what I do, but I want to showcase it to everybody. I want everybody else to do what I do essentially. Right. I want, I want people to just feel the way I feel now. That doesn't mean that I'm always positive and happy and successful or whatever. On the contrary, I, 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 I struggle a lot with a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm like, if I'm just an ordinary guy that can get up in the morning and dream the dream. Mm -hmm. everybody else can and i know we have different circumstances people have like legit serious issues sure. whatever. but like at the end of the day I, i'm here to inspire people to to wake the fuck up and figure their life out because how many people are living a life that is very monotonous they get a job just because it's got a good paycheck they marry mm -hmm. somebody because they they have to and and like i was kind of going down that route with the business and also settling with my ex whatever so it's like now it's like no man like now like what what can i achieve by putting myself out there not mm -hmm. not the persona not what i want people to think i am but like who am i deep down inside yeah, how can man. i showcase that and that's one thing that like me and Stu <laughs> talked about that yesterday in our in our podcast it's like i'm sick of pretending to be some you know because like not to get into the nitty gritty. Fuck it, we're gonna get into it. Yeah, do it, man. Do it. Being, please. being bullied my whole life, mm -hmm. I always had to be a social chameleon so that I could be accepted. Yeah, whether it was so you're friends, being what they want you to be, depending on who you're with. Yeah, right. Same thing with like girlfriends and For past sure. relationships. It's like you're you're always trying to like be the fixer, the be the. It's the worst. It's exhausting, man. And then Dude, and then you so lose draining. one. And I'm like, I'm like, this is so so. The, the reason why I chose to rebrand that show so that I can say fuck you to everybody and mm. just do me. Let's go. H hence why, hence why I, I use only rebels because only rebels to me means like rebel against yourself. Like say fuck you to all of your negative thoughts. Say fuck you to like the social constructs that you place on yourself. It's like life doesn't have to be what everybody else does. Right. Right. Wow. Dude, I think... 
what I've found lately, because I've tried to do a bit of a shift in the last five or six episodes um, that I've done kind of by myself. And the one thing I found with a lot of the feedback I'm getting is, and I watched this video a while ago that kind of made me touch on this a bit more and like kind of drive my content for lack of a better term toward that's just such a trendy word, right? right. So I try, I try not to use it, right. even though it's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, so I try to put the content not so much, ooh, I'm an expert, or this is what you should do. It's this is what I did. This is what worked for me. But I think what people get misconstrued with that th way of thinking is they think when they talk about me and what I did and like my story and my this and me that is they think by doing that they're being selfish or they're not focusing on the audience, which I think is not true. I found when I'm doing it and go, this is what worked for me. It's like, how do I deal with my anxiety? This is what works for me. It's not clinical. It's not clinically proven. It's not, I've done my research so that I can bring you the information, but I've also lived it. So it's like, I know what it's like to go through, whether it be like you said, like shitty, shitty breakup, when right. how to get out when you feel like you're settling and you should like, this isn't the end all be all answer. This isn't the one solution fixes everything. This is the this is what worked for me. We're all different. But if there's something of these five things I'm telling you that might resonate with you, amazing. And then you've added to that mission statement of I want to inspire people to just be mm -hmm. the best versions of themselves and live their best, the best version of the life they want to live. Right. So yeah. I think that's what I've kind of found as it's like, we have to forget, we have to remove the thought of like the preconceived notion of we're being selfish if we talk to people with this attitude of, this is what I did. Me, this is how it worked for me. It's like, that's not that bad. It's like, I want to hear what worked for you, right? Because if everything you're saying is true, I can then relate to you. And it's mm -hmm. hard to relate to somebody who you're pretending to be. And it's and, and it's tough to drive content when you have to put a persona because it's instead exhausting. of just- it doesn't work. Instead of just putting out a podcast and being yourself and using that as content, you now yeah. have to like construct this like persona. And what if you don't feel good one day and you need yeah, to man. like, I don't know, it just, it, it, it becomes super cringe. So mm -hmm. Very I, dude, I, that's the perfect word. It's horrendous to watch. You know, like, and, and that's so why bad. I kind of like, I sometimes take a step back and I look at fitness as an industry online on social media. And I'm like, how? Because like really, I'm a social media. Uh, sorry, I, I'm a I'm a fitness brand. I'm a fitness and lifestyle brand. But it's like, do I want to become the same person that does another tutorial on lat pull downs and leg press? It's like that to me is boring. That yeah. that's not that's not going to inspire anybody to do much other than maybe help the nerds get a little bit more nerdier in, in their setup. You know, like that's people cool. can learn that through my programming if they really want. Yeah. So I I, I try to take more of a of a ins inspiration type way into my social media or in into like a, I don't know, like this is just a cool vibe. Mm -hmm. People like cool vibes. I I'm attracted yeah, to cool vibes. Yeah. So why wouldn't anybody else be attracted to that? And I think what I actually wanted to point out to you going through watching like older videos and kind of seeing like how you've shifted. Cause now I'm going to go back and watch like a few and be like, Oh, Based Awful. on like the fives and be like, oh, from here, because people would ask me that before I get to because I did want to give you a compliment, but I want to say this first people would ask me that, like, dude, like, how do you feel listening to your voice when you listen back to shows? And I'm like, the first few were hard, but it was 
for one main reason was I was trying to be somebody I was not. I was worried about what other people were thinking about how I would sound, how I would act, what I would say. And then I got to a point where I said, well, in my head, I'm like, oh, nobody's watching or listening anyway. I could say what I want and be who I am. And then that, as I've done that, the show's progressed. So it's like, huh, the positive feed, I get more feedback, I get better feedback, and the show does better. So it's like weird. It's almost as if that works. Huh, who would have thought? But what I wanted to say to you is like, in terms of your videos and how like, first of all, clean they are. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, so Michael's videos are probably some of my favorites to watch in terms of, I know a lot of people in the fitness industry, as you can imagine, a lot. And every the people who do videos, I believe they come across as you're talking about, and this isn't to be negative, but they come across as look at me, look at like, look at what I have, look at what I'm doing, look at what I've done. Whereas you're clearly, I can clearly tell what your mission is with your videos and like the message you're trying to drive home. Like you're very, very you. Whereas a lot of videos, I feel like they're just okay and deep breath and yeah what's up everybody so we're out and like all right relax like it's a turned up version of themselves whereas yours i'm like oh this is you on camera off camera on the phone walking down the street going to get your 17th cup of coffee for the day you know like whatever it is right yeah (laughs) you're like 18 yeah yeah. thanks for that man i I, I appreciate the compliment um that's one you said it right it's like I'm going to put myself out there, whether I'm going to the mall to buy a pair of sneakers, or if I'm going to Starbucks to get a cup of coffee, or if I'm meeting my mom for lunch, I'm going to be the same person. And like, and even (laughs) my mom can't stand that. I swear on the podcast. And she's like, I "I wish I could listen, but you're swearing every other word. And even like, she'll follow me on Instagram. And she's like, she's like, Michael, you should stop swearing on your post. I'm like, well, technically mom, you're the one that's swearing because you're reading it. I'm not swearing. Uh, So, so, but, but. You have oh, to put man. that aside and say, man, like, this is just what oh, I am. Funny. Um, and so like, whether it's, you know, and, and I hope to put more videos out there and, and I kind of want to impart more because I sometimes forget that I have all my experience that I accumulated over the last 17 years. Mm-hmm. And I still think of myself as the beginner novice trainer always. And I, I hope to put in more um, training videos and maybe like some educational stuff down the road. Mm-hmm. But but with my flair, with my creativity, yeah, because, nice. you know, like I'm a fitness brand. I still want to, you know, add some type of value, but I'm trying to take like a bird's eye view to what's happening in the industry. I don't want to be a optimal nerd. I don't want to be a biomechanics with a skeleton in my hand. No, let's just vibe, man. Like let's just fucking train hard and vibe and see where that takes us from a result standpoint. Nice. My, uh, what I was curious about is um, where does your, and we touched on it a bit earlier, but I want you to be, if you can, more specific, because I'm curious, yeah. um, where does a, where does the clothing brand and lifestyle brand, like where does that align with the goals of like the fitness and the coaching? Where, how does that like pair? Yeah. Is one just like a, to supplement, like is the apparel just to supplement the gym or is it like kind of its own entity? And they're kind of like in each version of you. I'm curious how that all relates. Um, I'm try- How can I explain this in a good way? Um, I love looking good. Nice. I don't blame you. 
I, I uh, and not from a vanity standpoint. I just sure. feel really good when I look good. Yeah, man, of course. And when I look good, and I hate saying it, it sounds so fucking stupid and shallow saying it, this. It does, but, but like it's you know what I mean? if, if it's who you are and it's what you mean, just say it, right? Like I don't like I feel when the same I way, like so. like when I'm when I'm wearing a good fit and I'm in the gym, I can PR way better than if I'm wearing the dumbest clothing. Let's go. So so if 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 my whole mission is to inspire people to, because like all we really have in this life is like, like we're, we're driven by a nervous system. Essentially. Mm-hmm. It tells us when we're tired, when we're hungry, when we're horny, when we're yeah. frustrated, like it's pretty much like we're very primitive. And so we're driven by emotion and nervous system essentially. Right. We, we, we think we're logical, but we're really not logical. Maybe like 1% of us is logical. So why why not use that to your advantage? If you know that wearing a pair of Jordans makes you feel really good about yourself intrinsically, mm-hmm. and that makes you go to the gym and you feel better about yourself because you went to the gym and you and you improved on yourself in, in a productive, positive way. Mm-hmm. And what if you go home and you have a good meal because of your good workout that you had? Yeah. And then let's say you're married and you're not a douchebag to your wife because you're in a really good mood. And then your wife is in a good mood because you're not a dick to her because you love your life. And then she goes to work and doesn't become that fucking, I'm not going to say the word, but I'll say we bitch all instead. Know. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right. See you next Tuesday. So, right. It. So like it just ends up trickling over and over and over to like more and more yeah, people. Man. It's, ex- it's a ripple effect. So like, that's why I want the clothing brand. So, 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 so to bring it back into the clothing brand, like I want, I want people to look good. I want people to go Easy. to the gym and, and I, 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 I kind of want to cross fitness attire apparel with streetwear with going out uh, and like I, I'm not a Gymshark fan. I won't wear the Lululemon. I, I, I don't fit well with them. Mm-hmm. I don't vibe with it. Yeah. I want to wear really cool dope fit streetwear. Nice. And, and that's that's where like and, and I've always had and I, I always loved uh, like the creativeness of self-expression and art and fashion um uh and it just i don't know it's fun it's a creative outlet for me so speaking of that i'm really i've been thinking about this the whole time since we started about 40 minutes ago tell me about that poster painting behind you uh well mona Mona lisa uh, on shrooms yeah so i painted this when i was in rome get out of here you painted that I was like, amazing. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, so I, I bought I bought this at HomeSense, FYI. Oh, amazing. I was so, so invested I, in that story. I was like, what? I know, right? I should I should have went with it, man. Oh, I, I, man, this would have been the best uh, podcast episode uh, ever. I would have clipped it and put it everywhere. We're talking about like being ourselves. And you just go this three-hour right? long just, BS story. Right. Like, yeah, tell me more. Um, no, so when I – so. Uh, dude, I'll tell you the whole story because I think it's, 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 it's a dumb story, but it's kind of cool. It's my – I love it's, it. Me. I, um, when I, so when I moved in with my ex back in like early 2019, mm-hmm. I ended up uh, selling all my, so I had, I had a condo myself. And so I ended up selling all my furniture and I rented out my condo to my tenant. And then I moved into my ex's house. And then when we broke up, I had to move back into my condo. So I didn't really have any uh, furniture. So I had to buy it all. And I, and I, and I, I bought it right when the pandemic hit. So like everything was 
like back ordered. Luckily, I found right. I, I straggled some stuff. Anyway, so I went to HomeSense with a couple of my friends, and they, they, they were girlfriends, like girl slash friends. Like they weren't. Yeah, I didn't have two. I I can't even handle one girlfriend. Imagine having two girlfriends. <laughs> uh, so I went with two of my girlfriends. That sounds yeah. so whatever. Anyway, it sounds retarded. Uh, I went with friends that were girls, and I'm like, man, just help me pick out some stuff. And I, and they and they know like my creativity. And yeah. so like I bought like the cool bar cart that's in here, all the skull little stuff. I ended up yeah. spending a fortune at HomeSense, and I'm like, oh, I need how this. much you spend, dude? What? Give me a rough number. If you don't feel comfortable, it was probably like a couple me, grand. But... It was a couple grand. Wow! <laughs> right on. It was so man. it's so dumb. That's uh, so funny. And, but like, but I'm like, no, man. I want. I like. Yeah, I'm single. I want my place to look really dope. And then I'm yeah. like, oh man, like this is cool. And, and and again, like I've I've been very artistic. I love art since since a kid. All, all I did was draw on color and shit like that. So um, I, I just love art, and that's where I take my creative side for the like the streetwear and also my graphics and yeah. the branding. Like I just have an affinity for it. So I so I bought this at HomeSense yeah. and I hung it um, in my condo when I I just sold my condo actually so I brought it here in the studio and I had it hung over my bar cart my bar cart had like these cool like psychedelic skulls and anyways that's wild man he's I was uh when I was in Edmonton in May to record two shows it was the Edmonton Oilers were playing um I think it was the LA Kings and it was game seven in Edmonton and we were there. Cool. So my buddy who I was staying with, cause we were training, he like trains out of the, he fights out of this gym. And uh, so I went up to train with them for a few days and get a couple shows in. And the Saturday night, he's like, dude, we're going out. We're going to this place. I was like, cool. So do we go out? And after the whole game, after Edmonton wins, everybody's going off. It's about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And I remember us going to his old roommate's house where he's like, dude, we used to live here. Like I used to live here. And I was like, all right. And so super cool woman. Amazing. Um, very, very, I guess, creative yeah. is the word. Um, very, very sweet. I just didn't, ex I wasn't prepared for what I was about to walk into. And I'll send you a few videos after, but it was yeah. like three dimensional, like paintings with clay and like these all these crazy lights and these streamers everywhere and they're like naked 3d wow. paintings everywhere of like these avatar looking people and i was like what am i in right now and i'm like you used to live here he's like yeah i would bring people over and they'd be like you live here and then we just go in my room and it's just fighters on the wall i'm like that's wow. hilarious wow when i saw it i was like oh that reminds me of this yeah that's, that's so funny i mean it, it's not as bad as jeffrey dahmer's apartment but no god no that was uh oof. i've yet to see the series though i've yet i probably to won't watch it yeah it's not, I, it's not my cup of tea i don't i don't no. watch that shit no i don't uh why not you're not I just just not into it eh? um I, i'm into comedy i want to yeah. laugh yeah. i just want to like chill out and like why like i'm stressed as it is why would i want to stress about people killing each other yeah fair enough that's kind I of i don't watch the news for that no. it's like I, why why flood myself with negative although i do love horror movies but yeah that's a different that's a different ball game though like this isn't based on it's kind of hey here's yeah. something to be it's more entertainment too yeah versus yeah all that i'm like i can't do it man i'll rewatch the same like uh dude did you see andrew schultz's new like the special oh, so, good. Dude, so good dude so good oh like, i i love stand-up comedy I, yeah. I love everything about it uh and so like 
Yeah, dude, he's so good. Andrew Schultz, he's one of the best ones. And I'm a big fan of Chris D'Elia. Yeah, man. Huge fan. Like, yeah, man. He's on my bucket list to go see. I saw Rogan live uh, in yeah. Detroit. How was that? He was a good time. He was a really good time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think, yeah, and then Andrew Santino opened for him too, which was really sick. What? Damn, and then actually, I just, I, I recently just saw back in August, I saw um, uh, Louis C.K. No way. That's Dude, sick. He, he, that, that was probably one of the best I've seen. Yeah? Really yeah. good. Yeah, really Jeez. good. Man, I think um, I want to see, I think it's Sebastian Maniscalco. I want to see him live. Yeah, he's good. Um, just because I like his style. I like what he talks about. Like, I can relate. My father's the same way as his, like, yeah. dad and him kind of are. So, he's very, Now, very, are, are you, um, are you uh, Greek? Yeah, a bit of Greek, a bit of Italian, a bit of... Um, oh, okay, cool. Scottish, Irish. Like, that's my mom's, like, UK yeah so 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 the greek italian is very yeah like like you'll 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 resonate with uh mascalco yeah i'm I'm full italian so i i love that shit yeah dude it's you get in you're like oh start a business at eight years old okay yeah cool so yeah yeah it's just his mannerisms are so good yeah Yeah. man dude it's it's just i can't get to like i'm funny with words but i can't make i can't make the expressions pair like that's just a different skill set altogether i don't get it i know the skill man it's 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 a it's a definite skill for sure so what skill did you um over the kind of years develop that looking back you're like this has been the most important skill that i've that i've learned communication yeah in what sense um communicating my message communicating with clients and intent between what i expect of them and um you know even just communicating um, um, sincerity, right? And just learning how to speak to people, right? Like, like mm-hmm. th- this is an entire business off of relationships. Look at you and I, right? Like, I never met you in person and never. you just hit me up on DM and now we're communicating. So, like, if, if, I didn't ha- if I didn't show up my communication skills, I'd be a complete jackass on this podcast. You'd be like, man, this guy's an idiot. Like, I'm, I don't ever want to have him on here again. <laughs> You're probably saying that right now anyways, which is fine. <laughs> um, no, dude, come on. Not at all. Plus, so, it so I say like, what I think you're just yeah. doing you. So, so like communication slash um, interpersonal relationship skills, just like learning how to how to be around people. One amazing man, and one thing like to your point to kind of add on that I noticed in like the five ten minutes of chatting that we did before I hit record here today was you asked me very like thought provoking questions. You asked me like three questions, but there I was like, huh. And what I really enjoy about having people who have their own podcast on my show is they're so well, like they're so well spoken. They're very inquisitive. They ask, you get, you understand how to ask thought provoking questions, right? You wouldn't have X amount of shows of like rebel radio. If you didn't, if you couldn't figure out how to ask good questions or at least tell a good story, right. Or get your thoughts, like communicate it, like you said. So that's like, that's insane. And I think to that with like podcasting and all that, like contrasting, I think the biggest part I found with like communication has been like listening. I think that is a skill is humongous. And I have, I, the more I'm aware of that as like its own independent entity is the more I see people who don't listen well. And I'm like, ah. and then I, I know I'm like, you're, I'm going to repeat this to you tomorrow. 
And then I repeat it to them. And then I'm repeated to them the next day. And I'm like, just listen one time before you drive me crazy. How many times have you been on a podcast interviewing somebody and your mind wanders and you're like, fuck, man. And Um, and it's happened to me many times, like, especially early on, right? Because you're, especially when you have a little bit of insecurity in the beginning of your podcast, not knowing how to interview somebody, it's a, it's an ebb and flow. So you're always thinking of the next question. You're always thinking of like being reactive as opposed to just like absorbing what you're saying. Yeah. And one thing that I really made a point of to do is just to be present and Mm -hmm. here and now, I don't care what has to happen in an hour from now or what happened an hour before this. It's like, I'm just Mm going to be here right now and see what comes of this because this is all we have. And I've been trying to really practice the mindful present moment of, of shit Mm -hmm. because, because my, my brain goes a mile a minute down the fucking rabbit hole. So I'm trying to like really be here and like, like not looking at my studio lights, not looking at the camera. It's just like (laughs) what I found that, is kind of an interesting skill set a mentor friend of mine has kind of told me about developing a couple like a couple years ago like three years ago maybe she was like it's the ability to think of the next question while still listening to understand what they're saying and i think in doing that and pairing it be like okay if i know you're talking about skill acquisition i know that eventually because i prepared i want to ask about the skill development So I know that if and when it comes up, what's your, oh, this feels like the time to best flow this. I can do it. And it's kind of like your, our brains are weird, right? Because I feel we don't understand them, but there's a lot going on in the subconscious. And I like, I'll store shit. Like I store the timeline of the episode in my head, but then me, my, my conscious is present. So I know I'm here but a lot of shit's going on in the back. So it's being able to compartmentalize the two. And if you're able to compartmentalize those things, I've found over the, over time, it's been a lot, a lot easier, but I've had one moment, dude, like, I think it was uh, the last um, episode I did. This woman was the first person. uh, She swam the Bering Strait in the seventies, which is a piece of land from Alaska that separates Russia. Right. So it was when it was Soviet Russia though. So and like she, yeah, so like ridiculous swim. She's done a bunch of these like first ever woman, first ever person to swim in uh, like the first Arctic mile in Antarctica, like all these crazy feats. And I remember um, I had done, I just done a plunge with our mutual friend there, Patty. And I remember we went to Starbucks and I remember having, I think it's a Negro. I think that's the type of coffee, right? Careful how you say that. Yeah, I was, I I was, I was like, yeah. So... (laughs) It's a large black coffee, but it's like yeah. five shots of espresso in it. Yeah. And me being me, I'm like, yeah, you know, probably like, yeah, you tell me it's before one. So I cut my caffeine off after that um, just for my sleep and like anxiety before bed. But what I do is I was like, dude, like, what do you recommend? Worst thing I could have asked the guy. He's like, yeah, get him, uh, get him this. And they only offer it in one size because any bigger is like too dangerous. The guy told us, well, I was like, whatever. I remember drinking it and you can see how like jittery I got throughout the episode. I start out calm, relaxed. Cause I'm like, you know, I've done this literally a hundred times. It's, you know, it's just talking to people. We do that every day. So, you know, it's no big deal. And then I'm like, I'm like shaking in my chair. I'm like, ah, everything needs to slow down. Especially oh, when man. you can feel yourself tremble. Yeah, dude. I was like, I feel my heart beating in my heart was like one continuous beat. I was like, yeah. that can't be good. So, yeah. oh man, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was quite the tangent about the yeah. Negro. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, that's, a little, that's a little too much. That's a little uh, <laughs> thick pronunciation, but uh, yeah. no. Yeah, but dude. like it's but like to go back to your point about like, uh, you know, like thinking about like in, listening intently. Like while you're listening to me you're you're storing other information into your brain you're thinking about what else you got to do your your heart's pumping your kidneys are flowing your body is yeah, regulating man. its temperature like your nervous system is figuring out are you cold are you hot like it's all within a matter of like milliseconds and we have no idea what's going on like like Zero. if we try to logically think through all the stuff that our body has to take it would be dude like the 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 equation or the algorithm to our system would be like how many pages long, right? So oh, endless. It's, uh, it's, it's an unreal. It, and to my point, we're here, we're now. Like, why not just fucking live your life mm -hmm. the way you want it? Yeah, man. And it it just allows you to doing that and living it that way. And the way that you're preaching is very, very. I know it's important. I think it's very important to get out there. And I think that allows us just just to connect better right yeah. it's just like you're a bit more free you're more open-minded you're able to connect with people better and not uh and just you know i'll be myself and then if people don't like it they don't like it or if they do like it they're like oh check out what he's doing you know oh follow him oh see what he's doing oh i like what he's doing like i gravitate towards people who i can clearly tell that that is who the fuck they are Mm -hmm. that's what it was with you it's what it is with like other friends of mine other guests i've had on like if i know i'm like oh they're just a sweet person trying to do their thing trying to make the most of like either a shitty or a good situation or whatnot right and he, like they're here are the cards i've been dealt this is what uh i'm doing with them this is how they play and i think i've been able to shut off many people who've they come across as like they're playing somebody all the time mm -hmm. and it chaps my ass i can't deal with it it's I, I don't know how they can manage or how they have the brain power but i get exhausted it's hard enough being yourself try being somebody else like you said earlier right you're like man i gotta like get in a character now i don't know i was acting in front of the camera for three and a half hours awesome. yeah man it'd be so tough and that's that's when I also realized that oh it's just a camera like I remember back in the day when I first started the podcast like with full depth podcast yeah man and even if I had to do like promo videos for for my gym it would be like difficult to even speak on a microphone or in, in front of the camera like intimidating because because I feel like I had to be this like charismatic but I'm just like no man like let me just talk mm -hmm. and now the camera to me is like my best friend because I yeah. I have nobody else in front of me, right? But like to, to your point, the the reason why I got rid of a lot of the stuff that I had, so whether it was my gym and all that stuff, is because I crave connection and relationships. Yeah. And all all we really have is connection with people. Like, mm -hmm. think of a time when you felt really good. It was most likely when there was people that you loved around you. Yeah. And More Stu Lock not. Stu Lock said this yesterday on my podcast because we had a kind of similar conversation of this. It's like life is meant to be shared absolutely that man. you love and it's like what you know what's the meaning of life i don't know but at least that's probably part of it oh it must be and i've talked about that in the past like way back and it's similar similars there i think there are two main reasons i think it was this uh buddy of mine um i can't remember his, i can't remember exactly who so i'm not gonna give any random name but 
he uh i remember him telling me he did like an ojibwe circle or something um like a drum circle and i remember him talking to like the leader of this like reserve and this cultural group anyways they were talking about this um idea behind like the reason for yeah like why like what the purpose of life is right and their whole like ideology was between like it was between growth and human connection whereas like everything that's put into the planet grows right yeah. it's like we grow our business we grow our this we grow our that we grow connections we grow with each other we grow ourselves and i think doing that's very 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 important and it's underrated but it's uh it's something we got to do more of well like uh, one thousand percent and think of it this way so like the the whole drum circle thing right like when mm -hmm. when you're drumming in sync with a group of people there's a certain vibration a certain frequency there's yeah. uh, if you look at even all the cathedrals in in old europe mm -hmm. there's a reason why they're built like they are because when there is song and chant in those cathedrals with high ceilings the frequency the vibration is so high and what do you think healing is we think praying is it's the ability to um zero in on that frequency mm -hmm. that you feel deep down in your guts in your feels and so when i say like hey like i just want good vibes and i want my clothing uh, my streetwear or my what i post or my programs to give people good vibes so that they can go live their lives because it's got a healing property mm -hmm. when, when you have like i'm paralleling a lot of stuff here but like when For you sure. can just raise the frequency and the vibration without something too like woo woo about the because i kind of have my own thoughts how dumb that kind of sounds but like if you can but just from like an intrinsic nervous system standpoint our mm -hmm. nervous system feels vibration and frequency whether it's in church at a cathedral with song and chant where everybody's in sync or if you're in a drum circle or if you're dancing mm -hmm. right like whether it's um like ceremonial dancing it, it's all to raise the vibration and your nervous system feels that and i'm pretty sure your nervous system can also feel negative vibrations and frequency that probably gives you negative thoughts so it's like we pick and choose. Do we want to have negative vibrations? Do we want positive vibrations? Whoa. Your choice. I'm yeah. not even high for this, dude. I'm not even fucking high. And actually... <laughs> oh, imagine now one day, one day in person, in person. Oh, man. Be, Abs absolutely. Ever. So like that's, that's, you know, and that's why like, even when people ask me, you know, what my goals are and even my mom's like, because my parents are old school Italian, they want me to yeah. have like a, you know, work at Chrysler, get a job and get married and have 10 kids. Sure. And so like, it's like, no, I, I want, I want to, I want to like, I want, I want to connect with people. In this past year, yeah. I've met some really cool people that weren't from Windsor. They were from like all over the world. Amazing. States, whatever. And it's like, man, these people are really cool people and I'm stuck here in Windsor. What, like, what the fuck? Like, why, like, why, why do I have to accept to be in Windsor? Like, why, why am I like, there's more to life than what your surrounding is. And if you're in a shit space, if you're in a negative space, you can always get out of it. I know always, it seems insurmountable. Yeah. I know it seems like a fucking, it's frustrating. You can't get out of it, but you can always do something different. Mm -hmm. Take that next step, do something different, take a different path. Like honestly, for me, if I'm ever in a funk, I will literally go to a different coffee shop. I will take a different route. I'll go to a different gym. I'll just change my environment completely. It's huge. Because it'll, it'll shift your nervous system. It's huge. Wow. Yeah, man. It's the way of getting unstuck in you're like if you're in a rut or what you can do and i yeah man i've changed up my routine on some stuff every couple months i switch it up like mm -hmm. i'll just train on different days 
oh, go to different classes or I'll make more of an effort to hang out with some friends versus others, right? Just little things. There's like, oh, I'll go see this movie versus never seeing them or yeah, yeah man, just changing things up, right? I think, I think that's so underrated. And to kind of the point you made at the beginning of that, there's uh, what I tell people is I'm like, when they're like, man, I'm like, they don't enjoy what they're in. And they're like, they look at this big astronomical feat, right? Of how to get out of this pit, we'll call it this metaphorical pit that they live in. And I always tell them like, the deeper in the pit you get, the harder it is to climb out, or the longer it'll take to climb out, right? So and I found that with like, older couples who are married it's like Mm -hmm. they're like oh we want i'm like you're 30 years in you know you've been married as many years as you have years left like i it just doesn't it doesn't connect it's like oh just change it up and they're like oh it's not that easy i'm like no it's not easy but it is that simple but people want this like crazy step by step i'm like well you have to be willing to take the first one so yeah Get yeah. And stuff. that's, and that's all you have to set your eyes to is just yeah, that man. first step, not the mm-hmm. end result, not the outcome. So, um, yeah, you know, it's funny, right? Cause I, I'm, I'm going to parallel this to a video that I was watching the other day about, uh, I'm sure you know who Jordan Peterson is, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, he, he was actually on the Lex Friedman podcast. Oh, cool. Um, I'm not sure if you know him. And yeah. so like, I'll, I'll periodically watch that episode. And so on this episode, Lex asked him, like, uh, there was a relationship question about like, how to attract the woman of your dreams, whatever. Okay, and yeah, Jordan yeah. Peterson was like, that's such a tough question to answer. And that's not the right question to, to ask. The question you should ask is, what type of boyfriend do I need to be for Whoa. the woman of my dreams? I need to be physically fit, healthy. Mm-hmm. I need to be productive, meaning, you know, have a supportive job, uh, whatever it is, right? So he, he, he listed some stuff out, right? So it's like, you know, if I want to grow common into a global brand, mm-hmm. instead of waiting for this quote unquote woman of my dreams to appear, which is common, sure. who do I need to be as a business owner so that common can be the global brand that it's going to be? Yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to reframe, like, what do I need to become so that common becomes global and so i've i've tried to parallel a lot of the stuff that i've been listening and uh, i i'm very introspective as of late which is mm-hmm. really cool because it allows me to because it influences how i talk to clients now and members and, oh, and people bet. that you know so it's been cool oh that's awesome now over the years um i'm sure you've uh like you've gone through and you've gotten like you've learned a lot of lessons or received a bunch of wisdom pieces of advice or anything. But what is a lesson or a piece of advice that you've received in your life that's kind of stood the test of time? It could be something you learned when you're younger or something that's just applicable for every day. But something that's kind of stood the test of time. Oh, man. That's a hard question. With all my introspection, I can't even think of this one. Um, I don't know, man. Like, probably just like work hard. Yeah. Right. Like, I've been instilled with that, like, with my family for so long. And even, even if I didn't work as hard as I should have in university and in school, and um, I was always kind of taught that. Mm-hmm. even though I never understood why my parents would tell me that. So I guess now, so like now it's like, well, now that I have something that I absolutely love, now I'm willing to work hard for it. So I guess that's something that like has 
always been along with me is just when in doubt, work hard. I like that a lot. I think it's uh yeah, man, it's simple. It's clean. It's, um, gets the point across. Yeah. Like I wish you I had something that was more of a sound bite, but ah, no worries. I'm sure you'll, uh, like text won't text it to me after if there is. Yeah. If it's just I mean, it even says it here, like work text. hard, stay humble. Yeah. Where is it? Right here. I was looking at that too. I was like, ah, perfect. Fits right in. Um, yeah. Do you have kind of pairing off that as we kind of end the show? Um, it's getting, getting dark. Um, <laughs> as, as we kind of end or take a like walk to the end of the show, do you, um, do you have any like last kind of pieces of like advice or wisdom or a let or things you want to share? In, like a lesson you want to share not so much one that you learn but more one that you're like if somebody fill in the blank if somebody just did this they could get that much closer to everything they want yeah or a man. better life right um put away put aside all of your constraints all your self-limiting beliefs all of the things that you were told growing up get rid of that energy into your brain you get rid of those stories that you tell yourself um and don't be afraid to be yourself and you'll see things open up you're also going to see a lot of heartache in that because mm -hmm. you, the people that are in your life that don't see you for who you are are probably not going to accept that and so like it's not going to be an easy way to enter into like a new life that you want or, or, or something that you want to really achieve but right. it's going to open up at least yourself to being who you generally are. And then those that want to be around, you're going to be around you. And chances are those that want to be around you are the same people that you want around you mm -hmm. and that you're going to want to be around. So don't just like, yeah, get, get rid of all the social things that you've, you've created about yourself, all your limiting beliefs, all the stories you tell yourself as to why you can't do it. Um, get, get rid of that and just put your best foot forward. I love it, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, well said. Um, so I'm going to roll the red carpet for you. Um, where can people find you? Where can people watch you? Where can people listen to you? Yeah. So if uh, they, so like I'm pretty much on Instagram, they can find me at common underscore original common is spelled C O M M X N underscore original. Uh, if they want to know more about like my streetwear, my rebel series, all my programs and stuff, uh, common.com. Uh, they can listen to me on Spotify, uh, on Rebel Radio, and that's a weekly podcast. Uh, I think that's about it. Nice. Yeah. Right on, dude. I'm uh, I'm super grateful you're able to chat with me today, and I can get to know kind of your story. And yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm really stoked for the next time we get to do this in person. And uh, hell yeah, have a, have a good vibes, set a good tone. And um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to kind of being witness to everything you're doing and to I'm grateful I get to see the growth and I'm looking forward to what you do next, man. So thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, connecting back with me. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me on and I appreciate you. It's been a good chat. I love right it, man. On, Thank brother. you.